That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to Of the Oldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Taylor from Cabin 6. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And this week, we are joined by our friend Jason from Cabin 7. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. Uh, before we get started, um, if you can give us your pronouns and then just tell us a little bit about who you are and how you are related to our show. Okay, well, um, I go by he, him, and uh, I'm a, I've been a friend of Tina's for a few years, Christina, from the, you all know from Restricted Section and from guessing on, guesting on here. And uh, recently I've been um, helping produce the Movie Night Crew episodes, the, the, the namesake of our Movie Night Crew network. And uh, I, I help out with the Movie Night Crew show, where we talk about movies every Sunday. Um, episodes come out every Sunday. And uh, um, it's been really cool to, to talk about movies, because that's like a big passion of mine. You know, like, I have a huge collection of movies, and you can like look at the wall behind me, like, I got stuff. Yeah, know? he does. So- I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, this was really interesting to kind of... Uh, branch out and do something I've never done before, because I gotta be honest with you, I don't know anything about Percy Jackson. And that's Makes why sense. you were chosen. <laughs> and that's why I was chosen to watch it, and I made myself watch it twice. That's that's why you were chosen for tribute. Hey. <laughs> You're welcome. Alright. Hey, we didn't make you watch both of them. That my boyfriend has to do. Oh, does he? Oh, God. He, he gets to come on for the book two episode. Oh, okay. Uh, for the Jason, second, I was like, the if second they movie make is me worse. Want, Just so I, you know. I don't disbelieve you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this one sort of makes a cohesive movie. Yeah. Is it really, like, is it, like, like that bad? Because I was, like, looking up stuff about, um, like, the whole marketing, th- or all the, the, the numbers in it and stuff like that, and it, like, I guess it, like, made money, sort of? But, like, I guess not enough, because it's supposed to be a trilogy, right? It's supposed or, to be I don't even have. It was supposed to be five. Oh. I think they were Oof. gonna make it a trilogy, like, because of how they did the first one or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting when I was, like, looking up everything about it, because I was, like, trying to look out, okay, who put this out? When did it come out? And what were they maybe trying to do with this? Because with Percy Jackson, like, I noticed it was made by 20th Century Fox was one thing. Mm-hmm. Um... And it came out the same year as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Yep. And I'm yeah. thinking this was basically just an attempt to start like a new franchise, and it just kind of f- fell on its ass or something like that because uh, it seems like because like Warner Brothers has Harry Potter and New Line Cinema had Lord of the Rings, Fox had nothing, and they were yep. like, here, here's this book series that like is is popular, and we can definitely make a trilogy out of it or something like that, and but then they decided to hire the writer of Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that's who wrote it. I just, oh, yeah. my goodness. I just like the fact that it's Chris Columbus who directed it. Exactly. The Chris funny. Columbus thing, yeah. 
Because yeah. he directed the first two Harry Potters, and I think they chose him because he's good with kids, too. That's exactly what I was thinking. And they aged the characters up for this one. Yeah, what I was thinking was, for sure, um, with the Chris Columbus thing, because it felt to me like when... do you Did you guys... Do you, are, are, you, are you two into superhero movies? I don't know. I am. Yes. Okay, so did you see Justice League, like the first edition of it, quote-unquote? I've seen part of the original, but I've seen the Snyder Cut most. I've seen all of the Snyder Cut, but most of the original. So what happened with that was that, um, uh, you know, everyone was kind of, like, dissing the DC Universe at that point and was saying, like, it's never fun. It's never, it's all, it's all dark and groody. So they got Joss Whedon to kind of come in and re-edit Justice League to kind of make it more like a Marvel movie, and then, like, it just kind of totally fell on its face. I haven't seen the Zack Snyder cut, but I, I've heard it's a lot better. Because I've seen Justice League now three times, I think? And I could not tell you, like, a single thing that happens in that movie. Like, it's 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 kind of a mess. <laughs> I, just like Percy Jackson, I can't really tell you what happened in the movie. <laughs> I, um, I'm not a big DC fan. Uh, yeah. I did like yeah. Aquaman, and I liked Shazam. Shazam is Sh- Shazam's its own type. That's of its thing. own thing. Shazam's it's like, a, it's like yeah, it, Shazam for like one to... one scene isn't great for me in Shazam, but everything else is good. Yeah, yeah. So... It was kind of like DC's version of Deadpool. Like it was kind of making fun of everything. Yeah. That's what, I loved the the, the tone yeah. of that movie. And I liked um, Aquaman because it was cheesy, but like I didn't see it. Like the, the it, it, like, it made me laugh. It was two and a half the, hours long. The, the underwater like, no. CGI for that movie just like. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> Y'all, I saw it with my mom. I saw it with my whole family. And I don't know if you realize this, Jason, but I have many siblings. Oh, um, really? I have 15 siblings at current count. Seven of oh. them were at the movie theater with me. Oh, my It was God. us, my nephew, and my mom and stepdad. And that movie is my favorite movie watching experience with my family ever. My... <laughs> Youngest brother decided to go sit in the very front of the theater to be as far away as is possible. Um, <laughs> a few of us sat in one row, a few in the other, and then in my in the back is my mom, stepdad, and one brother. And the whole time, anytime Jason Momoa came on the screen, my mom starts making these really loud, obnoxious, obnoxious orgasm noises. Oh God! And so the entire movie, you just hear that, and my stepdad screaming at her to shut up. <laughs> and it was my favorite thing to ever happen. So you know what? Aquaman might not be that great, but boy, was it great for me. Oh, I'm boy, did my mom's moms everywhere. I was going to say, like, I think it made so much movie because just like moms love Jason Momoa. It was hilarious. <laughs> I hate Amber Heard. I think yep. she deserves some sort of recompense for her shittiness. But, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but... <laughs> It was fucking Sorry. hilarious. So, speaking uh, of underwater stuff, this movie opens with Poseidon being a, t- a kaiju, <laughs> like just coming out of the water. That's, yeah. Oh my goodness! You're good. That that's <laughs> transition. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair description of that, to be honest. I was like, "Ooh, what's happening here?" And then he sheds all his water weight and then is normal sized. So I did watch this with Joe, my boyfriend, and he's just like, and nobody saw that? That was his whole thing, this whole movie. No, there was one <laughs> fisherman saw who that? saw that. There was yeah, one where guy. where are our citizens? Where are any civilians yeah, at the all during guy. this movie? Well, because in the book, they have an explanation for, like, why people don't see it. But they don't in the movie. 
Yeah. So, I always just kind of assume that, that like, like gods just always kind of have some like cloaking device or something like that that humans can't see gods. them. But, that's, a, like, that's essentially how it works, yeah. Also, who's going like, to believe you? And then they meet in like the most public location in the world, which is Empire State Building. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of funny that Zeus like chose a giant lightning rod as his meeting place, but I don't know if that's like on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if like Rick made it on purpose, but like that does make sense. Hmm. I thought it. Yeah, maybe just I was always just thought about it as like that's like such an iconic building. But you know, now that you bring that up, <laughs> it makes now sense. What I'm going to think about. Yeah. Oh, actually, because I was talking about. I, we got off track because we were talking about DC movies. Yes. So what I was th- saying was like, this, oh, th- this kind of felt like with Chris Columbus, <laughs> when they were uh, uh, trying to make this new franchise happen, they were just like really superficial and just said, let's get that director who did the exact same thing, adopted a children's book into like a blockbuster movie. And let's do that again. And I, I noticed that like this movie is, is really kind of well made and it, it looks good. Um, I think the biggest problem in general, like if, uh, like take, take any adaptation stuff out of the book. I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about that, but I found the movie to be the, the problems to me were in the dialogue and the writing. That, yes, that was, and that's exactly what I, like, it looked great. It looks like a real movie, but it looks very well shot. But as soon as people start talking to each other, yeah, I fell off. I was like, were, I can't do this. Yeah. And there were, there were the, the pacing felt really weird because uh, answer me this question because I was looking this up on you on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. They said the okay, so the the movie has this whole subplot about the stones of Persephone, like you need to get them in order to go to hate go to the underworld. Yeah, is that in the book? Nope. It's well, not in the they book. are, but not in that context. They, okay, they so do, they that is not what their mission is at some point, but that's not the mission. The mission okay, is good. literally just to get to Los Angeles. To Los Angeles, what? To, yeah, to Hades. So it's it's for them to oh, go to oh. Hades. Oh, okay, and okay, that makes sense. In the books, so it makes yeah, it a lot more thing. difficult to get to Los Angeles See, from New York second. City. How did two twelve-year-olds get into a casino? Did that happen in the book? Yes, How but did that the ca- the the casino in the book is more like kid friendly. Total. It's very like okay. game roomy. Water oh, park, okay. like you see part of that in in the movie, but it isn't like a casino. Yeah, okay. And there's like just... only kids there. Yeah, because um, it was really funny because I was reading the Wikipedia article and it said the writer did not approve of the Persephone stone thing. And while I was watching the movie, like that that takes up like a good third of the movie, like the the entire. It's just to like showcase the the monsters that they have, which fair enough. But once they got to Hades. And they brought up the lightning bolt. I was, I totally forgot that the lightning bolt was a plot device because they didn't <laughs> talk about it for a good hour. Like they were just focused on the stones. And I was like, oh yeah, in this movie called The Lightning Thief, there's a lightning bolt that got stolen. I totally forgot. And it just kind of threw things <laughs> off for me. And I, I, I'm just like, it was really frustrating because there were a lot of parts in the movie that I felt like were from the author. And the author did co-write the script. Um, I could tell when, like, parts were, like, that felt like it was in the book, and that felt like it wasn't in the book. The entire dance scene to a Lady Gaga song, that didn't feel like it was in the book. <laughs> okay, I love, I love that th- scene because it's so absurd. 
I love I, it I just, because it's so it weird. It made me cringe because I was thinking of the time it came out, like 2000. That's Poker Face, like, just came out. Like, that's like, let's get, you know, dancing with the kids and they're going to like it with the popular song and everything. And they, like, make high school musical jokes. And it's like, high school yeah. without the musical. And <laughs> what are the only things they said? Like, there's a video iPod, which I thought was kind of funny. And uh, there was something about. Uh, oh, yeah, he talks to that guy who's from the 70s, and he said, oh, yeah, I watched that on DVD. And I was like, oh, DVD. What I remember that? those days. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While I'm watching this on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it, it's there's a lot of stuff where it's like, so most, I like how they handled Medusa a little better. Yeah. I, yeah. They, because <laughs> they, the way, and this is like a big part of our show is to talk about the social context and stuff. Mostly because I'm a social studies teacher, so that's, like, my part of the show. Um, He describes Medusa and, um, I would say, culturally inappropriate racist ways in the books. Um, Oh, really? Associating an evil character with, like, Arab dressing for women. She's coded as Muslim. Yeah, she's very much coded as Muslim in the book. Oh, because okay. she has like the headdress, and like you see that she's got like oh. the scarf, but like okay. they just the way he describes it describes it as a full burqa. So you, really? you, okay. yeah, in the book, and so I, I mean that was a big that was basically our whole conversation that day because that is that is a big part of my job is sort of establishing where those social. <laughs> Uh, misconceptions are that is weird I, I i did i think i did i really did like the the medusa thing up until uma third uma thurman started talking um <laughs> although she was like a, have you have you ever seen batman and robin yes yes yes, yes it, it, i got strong poison ivy vibes from her because she is just hamming it up and loving it but yeah, so she has it, to say, she has that, to say things like i dated your daddy I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Like the design of Medusa. She did a good job with the dialogue she was given, but her design as a character was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like the outfit. Yeah, the reveal was really good. Having her kind of be totally cast, and and like the the general building of tension in that scene where it's just a garden center, you don't really know like where the scene is going to go, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you start to see the statues, and you're like. Oh, oh, and it starts, you start putting the pieces together, like, with the characters. I thought that was effective and everything. It was actually kind of frightening. But, you know, once everything starts happening and gets all action-y and stuff, he's like, we gotta get over here! Heads up! <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God. I crin- I was like, really? He says heads up as soon as he chops her head off. And I was like, oh, my God. Am I watching an Evil Dead movie? Yeah. Did either of you catch when one of her snakes went up his nose? No. I didn't at first, but I went back and watched it after you pointed it out to me. Yeah, that happened. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that I was... cringe every time it happens. I didn't really like the design of Medusa in this one because she has like 30 plus snakes on top of their head and they're all moving. So they're all going in different directions, making different noises, and I'm supposed to be trying to listen to Uma Thurman talk, but my ADHD is just like, I can't, those, mo- those snakes are moving so much, I can't focus on what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, think I, I have no clue twice. what's happening, I just see a snake. That's yeah, funny. it did kind of remind me, did you ever see Clash of the Titans? I, was, I think I know what you're talking about, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I'm pretty yeah, sure what you're talking about. Yeah, there's like about. a pretty famous scene from that movie where it's a claymation Medusa, but it's like, mm. it feel, it's it's structured in a way where it, it, it kind of feels like the Velociraptor scene in Jurassic Park, where it's just like, 
constantly going around the corner and peeking around just to make sure she's still there. And it's builds tension. But yeah, I would say that was maybe like my favorite part of the movie, but everything else, I don't know. What should we talk about next? That's honestly that in the Minotaur scenes and um, the harpy at the very beginning are really the only, or the fury, sorry. Sorry. The Fury, yeah. I was thinking, I I was thinking that, about Taylor. the clean I was thinking about the cleaning harpies all of a sudden because you... we just recorded That really so came out of notice... nowhere that the teacher just turned into a bat. <laughs> did y'all like, notice Wait. that Oops sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> um so in the book she's like his math teacher, but in the movie they mm-hmm. made her his English teacher. And did y'all notice that like the quote that she has Why? on the board is I'm a fury in your words, but not in your words? Yeah. That's yeah, supposed to be a I... clue. <laughs> I pointed it out to Joe because he, a, a regular like watcher, wouldn't know to look for something like that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I definitely know that. Told, it was a that quote totally from a fellow on the board, and like that was a whole thing. Oh dang, this movie has layers. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so so it's very interesting because like the Minotaur was a thing. It was good. I I I also thought like the. The CG on a lot of a lot of the stuff looked pretty it good. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was for pretty good. I think the they, they they followed like the tried and true tricks that I've noticed over the years. Um, CGI looks really good when it's used sparingly. When That's you know, fair. it's it's not for very long. Um, the harp the the fury scene is only like a few seconds, or it's like a minute, and the minotaur is like kept in the dark like a lot of the time. So you don't, you know, like that kind of covers up any kind of. Uh, missteps they may have made yeah. in the animation or something like that. And, uh, what was, uh, oh, um, Pony Bronson, uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, his, his, his <laughs> um, his centaur body actually looked pretty good. Yeah, it, it surprisingly, that, that was a very surprisingly well done animation. Effect, yeah. And, I, it was uh, a little Pony distra- Bronson is now my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't, he, he's, that was just so weird to see uh, Pierce Brosnan do that. Also, like, did do you guys feel that they tried to make him look Greek? Yes, because and he he has like really olive olive skin. He so, has like the beard, the like kind of curly Greek hair. Hmm. And I kept thinking, like, I don't think Pierce Brosnan's Greek. I don't think anybody in this movie is Greek. Yeah. So I. So I. I mean. I had this sort of thought when watching um, even um, Mamma Mia 2. Oh, oh god. I saw when, Mamma Mia 2. When the, oh, I love Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2. I also I like love Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia is fine. My Leela makes me watch it all the time, and uh, I like Abba, but Mamma Mia 2, I was like, this is unnecessary. I didn't need to see this. I like I the second one better than the first one. Oh really? Same. Oh, <laughs> funny. But well, it, the thing, the thing, like. It, he almost seems like they get, tried to tan him more in Mamma Mia 2 because, like, he's been living there longer. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is an Irishman. <laughs> yeah. At least he doesn't sing in this one. <laughs> that, is, that is the uh, biggest downfall of the Mamma Mia franchise. I also oh God, don't think they needed to give him, like, the the brown, like, luscious locks and everything. He would have yeah, looked like, more like Chiron if he didn't have that. Yeah, like, really? in the just, books, just, he looks like just a, a teacher. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. Oh, just, okay. He, okay. He would, he would just yeah, look like somebody I work with. Yeah, when he was in the, the in the museum, he looked like, like, Professor Xavier, like, shaggy Professor Xavier or something like that. It was, I was like, this doesn't, I don't know. But, uh, 
Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I yeah. definitely see what you mean, like, um, I'm trying they to sort think of, of, they sort of, I feel like they do something similar to Stanley Tucci in the second movie. Oh, Stanley Di- Tucci in the second one? He's Dionysus, but it works with Stanley Tucci. Okay. Because he's, he's the Italian. He's part of the second movie. He is. He's literally he's the He's Italian, part. so it's not he's like, for like they're... five minutes. Yeah, isn't that how it always goes? That was funny, too. Actually, I noticed in the credits, when uh, the credits come up, Sean Bean is, like, the fourth name to come up. Even though like, he's, in he's in it for ten like, minutes, tops. Not even that, like, maybe five. Like, he's in it at the very beginning, and I was like, oh, look, it's him. And then he's He in the lives. End. He lives. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he is a god, but the, the, the Sean Bean curse is a powerful thing. I was like, is Zeus gonna die in this movie? But no, <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, that would have been great, though. That (laughs) I was just like, oh, Boromir, what's gonna what's gonna happen to you, buddy? Oh, buddy. This is like this and National Treasure are what I know him from. Oh yeah, yeah. So like when people started mentioning the Sean Bean curse, I'm like, what are you talking about? See, I know him from Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. I think he dies at. I think he was a Bond villain one time, speaking of Pierce Brosnan. I think he was in one of the Pierce Brosnan movies, and I think he dies at the end. Oh, but, probably. That's great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of actors die in movies. It's kind of funny that it just happened. Sean Bean just kind of gets known for it. It's like yeah, all people and talk I, about, he's I, a great actor. I've seen, like, a a, de- like a table, and, like, he lives more than he dies in movies. It's just he dies in very notable ways. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the Boromir like, death Bor- is pretty... <laughs> Boromir, Ned Stark, like, two very notable deaths. Yeah. I'm not putting a spoiler alert on Ned Stark's death. The book's yeah, been even... out for, what, two decades now? More than that. Yeah. The show's been out for a decade, and don't even watch the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, it's fine. So, like, I would maybe watch the first season and then just stop. Just, just... <laughs> I was fine with the first three seasons. Yeah. I had been planning I on watching first... it, like, ten years after it ended. Like, to just be like, okay, once it's died down, I'll watch it. And then I yeah, heard the how horrible down. it was, so I'm just like, not even gonna waste my time. I did not watch the eighth season. I will admit, I've I oh. end I ended at the end of season seven. Uh, I fin- I finished the end of season seven right before the season finale, mm-hmm. and I'd only be- or the series finale, and I've been hearing how bad season eight was so far. So I just decided I'm not gonna continue and stopped. And the last episode of season seven is the end of. I know what happens, but. Yeah, there's just such a stark difference between, no, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> there's such a difference between, the, it's like watching a completely different show. I remember we were watching the eighth season in real time, and we were just like, this is like, this feels different for some reason. I can't put my finger on it. And then we decided to like take a trip all the way back to the first season. And we were like, oh, okay, the writing just sucks on this new episode, on these new episodes, yeah. because like the, those early episodes are really, really good adaptations of the book. Because yeah. I've been reading the first couple of chapters of the first book, and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly like the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I, so it's it's the same thing with, like, say, Percy Jackson or even Harry Potter to an extent. Harry, obviously, they did a very, like, pretty good pretty job good. Adapt- ad- adapting those for the screen, of course. But um, you start off really good, start off strong, and then things will dip. And just happens with the Percy Jackson movies. It started off for like a second and then immediately And dipped. then it dipped real far. And there's yeah. a couple things that happen in, in like, um, Jason, you don't know this, but the villain in the books is not the same villain fully in the movie. They, 
they they changed the main villain. So Luke, we find out, is a bad guy in the very last chapter and like the last five pages of the book. But the main bad guy is Ares the whole time. Ares isn't. Wait, what? They left that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay. So we we could have had a full on like Wonder Woman esque battle here with with Percy or, against or, Ares. That oh literally God, happens like for Kratos. a chapter in the book. That literally happens. Yes. They have like a, so, a battle, and I was like, "This is just Wonder Woman, except okay, with water." I, I felt like that reveal was really like rushed and lazy. I because like they just say because uh, they they find out the bolt is in the shield, and they're just like, "It was Luke. He set us up the whole time, don't you know?" And then they get to the. Empire State Building, and then he just shows up, and he's like, I want to be the new gods now, and that's his motivation, and I was like, this doesn't, I was like, this can't be in the book, because I don't like this, and I know a lot of people like the the books, like, this is, this is feeling really wrong, and I can't wait to find out how different the movie is, and right now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied, (laughs) like, finding out how different it is. Yeah, so Luke is an ultimate villain. Um, is he like a like a overarching villain? Like he's a, the yeah. he, he will continue on. Okay. Um, he does steal the one. bolt. There is another overarching he, villain. Yeah, okay. so he steals the he does steal the bolt. He also steals Hades' helm of darkness. So I think he's not his, at his all invis- involved in this. <laughs> his invisibility Whoosh. cap. So okay. yeah, so these two things, and Ares happens to be the one to find him while he's stealing them. Mm-hmm. And Luke sort of tricks him to into taking them and all this okay. other stuff. So Ares, like, Percy full-on fights Ares in the book. He fights the God of War in the book and they left that out? Yeah. Okay. And the right. big bad overall, our listeners know this already, uh, is Kronos, Who father is like, of he's, Zeus. He's whispering in Luke's ear to be like, hey, why don't you do this? Hey, like, why don't you overthrow the gods? Help me out here, bud. Wow, this sounds like it could have... Could have been something? Could have been something, yeah. I've been hearing about the Disney Plus series. I wonder if that's going to take a better direction, maybe. Taylor, did you see the second movie already? Or... I saw parts of it. I have not been able to... I will sit down okay. and I will watch it at I, least I, like, twice. I don't want to like spoil things for you, but like <laughs> they retcon some ahead. things. Oh, God. Like okay, They bring t- in t- Kronos t- in the second movie. Okay. Well, now I'm curious. Yeah. So so once Leela's done with the book, you should you should definitely read the first book and see how it compares yeah, to your even even like cuz she she's only halfway through it and even like in the first maybe half hour of the movie she was like this is really different. This is not like the book at all. <laughs> I mean yeah. the teenager thing is like a big one. I think that's a Yeah, they go change. from 12 to 16. Okay. It made things kind of creepy for for me in a few scenes, honestly. But go mm. ahead, Charlie. I just I think it would have been so funny if they'd like because I, I think they aged them up just so they could be like, oh yeah, this is how they're like, they can drive across, and it'll be so much easier to just have them drive themselves. But like... How do they get around in the book? They they have to like hitch rides a bunch of times. It's, oh, they, okay. they took yeah. Amtrak from New Jersey to Denver, and they would it not was be very able to with the amount of money. Like, okay. we, we, we did math on air about... <laughs> uh, they did Charlie not have enough money convert- for that train ticket. Charlie did yeah, the conversion rate. I was like doing the math from like tickets from Newark, New Jersey to Denver, Colorado. It was a it was a time. But uh, yeah, so that's how they actually get around. But I just so I, I think guess that's, been... that's their main journey. Yeah. That's where the journey comes in is them trying to get to Los Angeles. Oh, it so it's more been... like a 
Is it more like a like a road trip movie? Kind yes. of like they're it's just trying to get trip. from A That's to B. That's what it is. And okay, these monsters this, just this, keep coming out to get them. Yeah, this felt more like a video game. It felt like <laughs> yeah. you have to go get the thing so you could advance to the next thing so you can get the next thing to advance to the final boss, which I thought was going to be Hades, um, which it wasn't, but uh, I, I was a little disappointed with that. But um, Oh, actually, speaking of Hades, I, I wanted to like bring up a topic with you. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about, in movies in general, when they depict Hades as the devil? Or like Charlie. the underworld is hell? I will let you go first, Charlie. So, um, uh, I identify as a child of Hades. Hades is okay. not, not a villain. He's, he's, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love the movie Hercules, like the Disney movie. It's great. Yeah. Hades is a great villain in that movie. Hades is not the fucking devil in mythology. That's what I was thinking. He doesn't, like, do anything bad unless you do bad shit to him. Yeah, it's not like he's, it's not like a god-devil thing. He's not like the antithesis of Zeus or something like that. He's just his brother, and he has, like, kind of a shitty job, but he does it really well. Yeah, he just rules the dead. And, like, that doesn't make you inherently bad. Yeah, that always bugs me, because I've seen the underworld in a lot of adaptations, and they... If they make it fire and brimstone and like everyone's suffering and I'm like it's not no that's like just that. like it's not a place of punishment it's just like where people go and like they even like make Hades have like horns and bat wings when he's a giant monster and he's like surrounded by fire that, that fire like, thing not in the book yeah, yeah it's like they're just trying to sell it to to people who are familiar like have a passing familiarity that they just or maybe the people who just saw Hercules back in the 90s and we're just like hey he's a bad guy like okay See, he just his description in the book is like it's he's very like regal and like godlike he's got like long black hair long black robes like yeah he, he he's a very classic king but okay emo. so he doesn't look like a member of metallica in the book i no, mean no. i think his rocker Maybe. look is interesting but like, I, mean, I think it was an interesting choice. It wasn't it? terrible, but like, I was like, he's got he's sitting in front of a fireplace with a red electric guitar and like a leather jacket and tattered jeans, and in, and he has a British accent. Everyone in this movie has a British accent because that's just what we do with people yeah. who aren't American. We just make them British. Listen, and all gods guy- are British. That's my favorite part of Les Misérables. You know oh how God. everybody has a British accent in France. The only person except who's- for Ge- well, go ahead. I was going to say, um, it's like Sasha Baron Cohen has the, yeah, the, the best the French accent have. in that movie, and he's not even French. He's he's <laughs> English. I always kind of think it's a theory that like uh, English English people who work in in England have to have like a good French impression because they're so close to each other. You know, mm. I feel like that's something that they work on, and Americans are too busy working on their Canadian accents. <laughs> I don't know. Aki. Yeah, yeah, hoser. Um, uh, what hey. we were talking about with Hades? Eh? <laughs> yeah, okay, our impressions aren't that great either. We're, we're great, we're- I was not trying. I can do better <laughs> Australian than I can anything else. That's why we yeah. have Sam. Sam's here to have- to, to liven up the accent field. Because <laughs> we're all Australian. from the eastern United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're very, we're very. We don't even have any West Coast rap. We're terrible. You know, it's us. It's us <laughs> and Sam. We hope you like. We hope you like East Coast fare. Uh, that's all we got. Um, but what else? What else can we talk about with Hades? So with Hades, 
Is there something else I wanted to say? What was your feelings about Persephone? Um, Do you know anything about her? Yes. I'm pro-Rosario Dawson in anything. So um, I was a little... Okay, clear something up for me because I have a a vague understanding of the Persephone myth. Mm -hmm. It's Hades takes her down... And that's the time of winter because she's the god of like fertility or like springtime. Spring. Or... Yeah, she's literally the goddess of spring. Is she? Was she like being tortured or being like abused in the underworld? Because no. I hear no. conflicting things. Eventually, okay. it just sort of is a thing, and it just happens, and that's just the turn of the season. And she becomes yeah, she... like a goddess of death as well. My personal biggest issue is the fact that she's there at that time because and it's, it's right before the summer solstice. It's oh, fucking yeah. June. <laughs> That's weird. She is the goddess of spring. It is springtime. He's like, you're not even. What are you even doing here, Persephone? <laughs> yeah, she is. She is not there in the book because that would make. She's there zero. so they can have the weird Persephone Grover Her thing. And Grover. That's so oh weird goodness. that they had to go to. They had to go through so many lengths to change to make it fit into whatever format they were going for. I'm like, why did. When, I think you need to start over and start from square one because this is not working. Like the fact that like it took them so long to get to Hades, and then that's not even like the main conflict of yeah. the movie. It felt anticlimactic because I thought that was going to be because Hades is usually a bad guy. Uh, I thought that was going to be like the big thing, and then it, it just kind of they they pulled a Mandarin and they just like said, nope, he's not the bad guy. It's yeah. it's this other guy. I mean, like and, in the book, they do they are kind of like, oh yeah, we think Hades is the bad guy, but like he ends up not being the bad guy, and he's just like, did you steal my helm? Like I want my my shit back. Give me my shit, and then I'll give you your mom. And and also Hades is the nicest Olympus. nicest god to any of them ever in the book because like after <laughs> he finds out Percy didn't steal his shit, then he's like, oh, you can just have your mom back. And, like, I'll help you out. I'll, like, make sure that you're not a fugitive anymore. Like, you're all good, man. Yeah, like, he, Hades is a nice guy. Yeah. He, he does, like, some real chill shit, because he's like, oh, man, you weren't a dick. Uh, I'm gonna redo the things that sort of, I was dickish to you, and make yeah. things right. Whereas, oh, actually, oh, Zeus is just like, you're lucky I didn't kill you. <laughs> there's a really, uh, there's a crazy um thing on Disney+. Plus. You know, they have, like, all the old like Disney Channel cartoons from back then, mm-hmm. or not Disney Channel, um, like from I'm talking like the 30s, like the old I know you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and have you ever seen the Persephone one? No, no. There is a Persephone one on there, and it's it's like um, it's one of those. It, it felt like uh, it's it's kind of like an opera. Okay. Um, it's like an animated opera, and the, all the characters sing, and it's just kind of telling you the story. And I felt like it was one of those things where they said like every time a new medium comes out, they are always like, how can we make this educational? So I was kind of thinking that's maybe why they did it, but they like Hades is legit the devil in that movie, in in that one too. He's got like horns, he's got the goatee, he's got like a big collar, a cape, and red spandex on, and a trident and everything. And I was just, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of funny how like totally off it was. Guess what I'll be looking up tonight? Yeah, it's actually pretty cool to see those those old animation things because. Yeah, like, I've watched a lot of like the, the like the original Mickey Mouse stuff. I don't, I've never seen this one. Some of the old Donald Duck cartoons and Goofy oh, cartoons are actually still really funny. Donald Donald Duck, the, those are some some classics. <laughs> oh, that, that reminds me. So I I I shared y'all the the trailers from when this movie was coming out because like I was excited when this movie was coming out. Like this was my my shit. What did y'all think yeah, about I've like heard- the trailers for this movie? 
the first one that you showed me where it's just like the the it's more like a teaser it's not really a trailer where Mm -hmm. he's like walking into the empire state building and gets in the elevator if i had known anything about percy jackson that that trailer set things up really well it kind of made it look like it was going to be a really exciting movie Um, that scene does not happen at all yeah the the fact that that doesn't happen like uh, that is more accurate the book okay (laughs) again yeah, I think it would be shorter to just say, what does this mo- movie have in common with the book? Like, the characters' names um, are the same. Yeah, the names, that, they did that. Plus um, one. <laughs> uh, they they uh, got their godly parents, right? Um, okay. Uh, they, but they don't... It seems like they just like didn't get the story right at all. Also, okay, uh, yeah, I, feel, I feel like we should talk about Percy Jackson now. Uh, I'll, oh I'll yeah, get, we I'll haven't actually okay. talked about him as a... The main character. The because, entity. Yeah. Just a little bit, what just is, a little bit. Because I, I have no basis of okay. What, what are your, like your opinions of him as um, the main main protagonist? Fellow? One, I hate his haircut. Um, two, <laughs> it was it was such a 2010 haircut. It looked straight out of that time, and I was like, I hate it. They're trying to make this kid looks like such a heartthrob. I don't know. Like it was just he's like he was really boring. Um, I found his performance to be pretty. Uh, uninteresting. I, I, I didn't find any characteristics of him that were that endearing or that made me feel like, because, you know, because uh, as soon as he gets threatened by the Fury, you know, Pierce Brosnan is, is like immediately standing up for him. He's kind of like Hagrid where he's just like, uh, he's like, if you touch him, I will kill you or something like that. And I'm like, wow, people are already willing to die for this kid. He must be really special. And then the movie keeps going and you're like, what is so special about this kid? He's like, he's just kind of like a watered down version of Harry Potter like he's even more uninteresting <laughs> in this movie and he's slightly stupider like during the Hydra scene I was like dude the fact that Hydra's grow their heads back is like common knowledge at this point I'm, I'm sorry like how do you not know that that's not the way to go to go because towards he, a Hydra because he wears his headphones in class apparently remember the museum but you knew what a demigod was that was that that you know I'm surprised you did <laughs> see it's, it's interesting to me because like in the book he's 12 so like yeah. th- so the stupid mistakes he makes are warranted. Are a lot if he's, of them because because he's twelve. He's a child. I teach twelve year olds. They're dumb as fuck. Yeah, it's like when I, I every time I listen to the restricted section and, and like people just go off on a twenty minute rant about like how stupid Harry Potter is. I'm like, he's twelve. <laughs> like I he's did stupid child. stuff when I was twelve. <laughs> he's a child. He looks older in the movies, but he's a child. You know. But with with Percy in this movie, uh, what did I write about him? Let's see. I said pretty nice. Um, I think, like, the only time I identified with him was, like, when he couldn't understand Shakespeare in the very beginning. I was like, fair enough, because I never understood Shakespeare when I was reading it in high school, too. But, yeah. Um, I did... Okay, so I did really like this. I, I mean, you could, you, you guys could probably expand on this a little bit more, but I I did really like the, the, um, the disability angle of the entire movie. I did not know that was a like a part of the Percy Jackson thing. That's I very it was big kind of, in it. That's like the whole yeah. basis for it is the. Yeah, it's even the better done in the books. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yeah, that sounds like a genius idea because you you market a YA novel to kids who are especially because a lot of disability stuff kind of gets worse through puberty and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like. I don't know. Like that, that was an amazing concept. Like your disability makes gives you superpowers. It, it doesn't mean you're lesser than. It just means you're different than everybody else. I liked yeah. that 
he has ADHD because he's always, you know, ready for stuff. He's always anticipating action or something, or, you know, he, he he's, uh, he's dyslexic, right? Or Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's he's because he's supposed to be able to read Greek. It's all because Rick's um, son, Haley, had ADHD mm-hmm. and dyslexia, and so he was, like, trying to tell him a story that he could relate to, and he really liked Greek mythology. So. Oh, that's sweet. That's how Percy started. And I'm sure, Charlie, you can speak to this more, but, like, the to give, like, an ADHD child a book that they can read and sit down and read. Yeah. And then make the proga- protagonist a kid like them. Mm-hmm. Is revolutionary yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, trying to find... So, writing from a mental illness point of view still has a long ways to go. Um, but I think about somebody like John Green, who did a lot to revolutionize that with a book like Turtles All the Way Down and putting his OCD into words. Okay. We still have a long ways to go with that. and But, like, Rick sort of... Probably not, but just, like, in my, like, popular books when I was in middle school, sort of popularized this idea of writing as a person with some sort of disability, like, ADHD, like... Yeah, it it definitely, like, solidifies the idea that a disability doesn't make you, like, quote-unquote disabled, it just kind of makes you different. It doesn't make... it. You're not bad or lesser... You're not unnormal because you have a disability, you're just different, you know? Yeah. 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 I really, yeah, I really liked that part, and I was like, that had to be in the book, because that's just too good. That do, is very much a Rick thing. Do the other characters have disabilities as well? I know Grover has the crutches. Does, um... Annabeth also has ADHD and dyslexia. Grover does not have crutches in the books. He doesn't? No, he has he has trouble walking, but he doesn't have so, crutches. It's sort okay, of they had to make it more. they probably had to make it more obvious. Yeah, I kind of like that. They him as having cerebral palsy in the book and in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, See, he uh, was my favorite character out of ever, out of everybody. I yeah. think he's oh, yeah, no, vastly different. But Is he's he? great. He's great in both. Okay, well, remember, he's he, a child. Oh yeah. That's yeah. really hard to keep in mind sometimes because, like, the fact that they're teenagers is just so weird. There's so many scenes where, like, Percy is like looking at Alexandra Daddario, like, up and down, like, checking her out. And I'm like, that probably wasn't in the book, because she was 12. Yeah. Like, she looks like this, like, yeah, like they barely, hot like, goddess. They, they have to, like, touch hands at one point, and they get embarrassed. Like, it, it's, it's, it's one of those They're things. adorable um, little dorks. See, yeah, that no, sounds cute. Grover is great in both adaptations, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Brandon Underwood did a really great job with what he was given. Yeah, I think a lot of people tried, at least, because sometimes you have to say lines like, I don't know, some of the dialogue, like, really got me, where, I, like, like the, the, the reveal that he's a demigod is literally prefaced with a no way, yes way. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, God, screenwriting 101, guys, come on. Like, that, and they said, like, did, did that really just happen? And, I don't know, there was just a lot of things like that, where I was just like, the, the the writing is just so subpar sometimes. It just feels so obvious. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but... Joe literally got up and left the room on several occasions because he got bored and annoyed with the writing. Yeah. I uh, just laugh that's... at this movie. That's how I cope. There, I was there laughing, are parts of it where of. I can laugh at like how dumb it is. Yeah. And I mean... how good it could have been had they 
been smart about it, but and <laughs> did just everything differently. Don't get me wrong, I love Logan Lerman. I think he did a wonderful job in Perks. Like he was oh, great. Okay. Okay. Um, so, which it, like I live in Pittsburgh, so you know I've got a I've got. Are there a, any character traits that are like that is uh, that didn't quite make it into the movie with Percy? His sassiness is like a little bit yeah. less in the movie. Okay. He yeah, he's okay. very sassy. He's kind of like Harry Potter too. He's a little less sassy in the movie. Okay, uh, they're the same. Yeah. They're basically the same person. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I assume that's why they picked this movie to adapt it because we just like it's Harry Potter, but they with Greek also mythology. are described exactly the same way, like in the books. Both like messy black a, hair and green eyes. That's like, is he a? Is he quite a funny boy? Is he not quite that normal? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just so. It's funny. <sighs> Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to like this movie because I, I didn't I didn't go into it thinking like, oh, like I've heard this movie so bad, I'm going to love hating it or something, or I'm going to... I tried to give it a chance because I like Greek mythology. I've always liked Greek mythology. Mythology in general is just really interesting if you're into like world cultures in general because it's such a, it's such a perfect mirror of how these... What, what these civilizations thought about the world around them. And just, just the... F- I, I don't know. Like I just, I was just watching, and I was like, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I or I'm not even like really liking it that much. It's just like a perfect meh. Like I, would, I don't know. I would I, very much recommend you read the books now. Like okay. because I, just by the way you're talking about it, I think you would enjoy them. Just not beyond yeah. beyond just like us wanting everybody to read the books. <laughs> like, but a lot of the the criticisms you've had shit. are sort of fixed in the books. Oh, okay. So, all right. <laughs> um, um, and, and even if you don't go back and listen to all of our episodes, um, because we obviously had you on because you'd never read the books. So it was, right. it, so it would be interesting for us to now talk about it. Um, so listeners, you all are, all know how our work, show works, but the first half of our episode are actually Charlie and I talking about the history and, and then the myths that sort of shape the chapter. So oh, even if okay. you don't go yeah, back we and talk about to like the context of like why there's this a lot is of here. we talk okay. about the myths and stuff that sort of back up the chapters. If you are ever interested in wanting to go back and listening to that part of the stuff, uh, that we sounds will interesting. Tell you actually, the Hydra is not in the book. What? No, that's in the second one. It's in the, it's second, in the book. second book. But they fight but, the Chimera. And stuff. So, so Jason, the, the, a... the Parthenon thing, Parthenon. just a movie. It d- does not happen. The entire they actually go to the thing. gateway arch. They go to the gateway arch, not the Parthenon. I, but I, why? I, I don't understand. Uh, okay, I'm, I feel like I'm just being asking that question a lot. Like, why? I don't know. Especially, I mean, the Hydra scene was cool, and I've I've actually been to that that Parthenon building in Nashville too. It's really cool. I but, have too. It's really fun. Yeah, uh, but. I, <laughs> I don't know. I did like I did like the uh, the setup. To, I, I kind of like the setup to these action sequences a lot. It kind of makes sense now that they weren't in the book because mm-hmm. these feel like something that like ideas that we are like. How do we incorporate this Greek monster into this scene that we need to have? The fact that the Hydra was like a bunch of security guards that like melded together into one big thing, which I thought that was kind of cool. That that was sort of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind it's I, he fights. With the chimera, rather what is a chimera? Than... I forget. It's a hybrid of um, a, a lion, a goat, and a snake. 
It's it's like lion and body, ghost fire. head in the middle, and then a snake tail. I would have but, loved this movie like twenty percent more if there but was. But when one of those we in there. when we meet the chimera in the book, <laughs> it's a puppy. It's just it's disguised Aww. as a chihuahua. Oh, that's and then, like funny. it's being carried by Echidna, who is the mother of monsters. So like there are there are a lot of cool things, and obviously we want everybody to read the Percy Jackson books, but. Even mm-hmm. if you don't, and you want, want to know more about the myths, go back and listen to the first half of our episodes. I, I feel like they went with the whole Parthenon thing, because to, like, connect the, the, Greek, the whole Athena yeah. thing in there, for some reason. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's Be- what they were going for with it, but I don't uh, know. I just, I just it, have the phrase, I, I used to, to date your daddy over. I used to date your daddy. My oh, goodness. God, that was- that's not even accurate, though. <laughs> Um, what, what did you two think of Annabeth, the daughter of Athena? Oh, is this like, that's a, that's a hot button, that's a hot button issue? Yeah, just a, just a okay. little bit. I mean, okay. character Unload. description of what she's supposed to look like aside, they melded- Oh, is it like a Hermione thing where she doesn't even look like her? She's blonde in the books. She's blonde haired, gray eyed. Like, that is a very defining, like, trait of hers. And in the movie, she looks almost exactly like Percy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like what? Yeah, she in, does. In the books, like her her blonde hair, gray eyes are very much a defining feature of hers. And they dye, don't they? Mm-hmm. Do they dye her hair in the second book movie? Yes, because people complain so much about it. Yeah, they, it's, do they explain I think, it? I don't think so. No, they just. Uh, I think okay. it's so. Like the whole thing that about her being blonde is, I think it's supposed to be a fun thing because she's like the smart blonde instead of the dumb one. Like her whole thing oh, is that okay. she's yeah. like smart. And so, in the movie, they melded her and a different character together. And there is okay. a daughter of Ares who is very important in the books, and they just okay. took her out of this movie and were like, we're just gonna give all of her shit to Annabeth. And then in the second movie, they bring in um, Clarice instead, and Annabeth has, like, no personality in the second movie. This seems like a real- this- wow. I, I didn't know the extent of how this movie is just kind of a, a huge swing and a miss. Um, that seems really weird. Where you have to go through all these hoops to like combine characters in order to like make yeah. them fit in your chopped up screenplay. I, that that was weird. I like, mean, she is a badass in in the book. So yeah. she is because like war strategy and all of that. But she's yeah. not like she's not that That's antagonistic just... toward Percy as much okay. as she is in the movie. Well, that was probably to like generate some sexual tension yeah. i guess because yeah i think it's, so <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't know the, the actress they got alexandra daddario I, I, I she was just kind of leela described her as having the most beautiful dead eyes in the world i said something <laughs> similar to, to joe actually <laughs> she oh, has these God. striking eyes and it's it's really it's like it's like watching Queen's Gambit with like Anya Taylor Joy. She just has those eyes that just like draw you in. But she's a much better actress than Alexandra Daddario. I was like, I don't know. It's just like these these characters were just so like flatlined. I didn't really feel anything about them. Like especially because it, it's it's such a shame because with with Harry Potter, like I, I mean, we're gonna be keep comparing it don't to worry. Harry Potter. It's, yeah. it's like Our inevitable. Our episode we're recording but... on Thursday is literally doing that, so you're, you're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. No, um, I do that <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. You're good. Yeah, okay, good. But, um... Oh, darn it, I Sorry. forgot what I was gonna say. Was, oh, um... Because, like, <laughs> I, I kind of went into the Harry Potter movies with the same 
scenario. I didn't read the books. And hmm. those movies did an infinitely better job of hooking me into this universe without any prior knowledge of it. And the fact that Chris Columbus was attached to something like this is really confusing for me because he's he's made a lot of good movies. He's he's made both Home Alone movies. He's made I think mm. he did make the National Treasure movies. I could be totally wrong about that, but Okay, did he direct and, them or I can't remember. I just know that it's his production company that worked on them. Oh, the fourteen ninety two thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Taylor just di- learned he- about that. Fourteen ninety two. I am so <laughs> dumb. I am so mad at myself (laughs) that you didn't get his name as chris columbus Uh, it just you know it just didn't occur to me that that was i didn't connect him with it that year is just burned in my brain forever because i was taught as a kid that chris columbus was the ship sailed the ocean blue in 1492 like if it's your name either you gotta like go with the brand or you gotta go like severely against it you know yeah, it's not a good brand to have it's, these it's days, not. honestly. I'm talk I'm saying this as like the Christopher Columbus statue in Richmond was torn down last year by The one rioters. in Pittsburgh is all graffitied. Um that they, they have oh, not yeah. decided quite yet what is happening with it. Um but it, it is it is currently very much covered up because it just mm. continued to get graffitied and yeah, no one likes looking yeah. at it. Yeah, because it's in a it's near a nice, very nice park area. It's right near Pitt's campus. So like, uh, he, I think. So sorry, I, I had to go back to the uh, National Treasure ones. Go ahead. He is not credited as a director, writer, or producer, so it might just be his production. Oh, I was totally wrong. Okay, so wrong. it was just his, his production, production company. company. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I was right about that. I know. I know there's a lot of movies he's done that I just can't think of. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a fun director. I do like his stuff. But yeah, like Yeah, and he he, he captures the the whimsy and he Mrs. He, Doubtfire. He, but he's not afraid of drunk. Oh, he did Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire? Uh, oh, okay. he was a writer on Christmas with the Cranks, which is hilarious to me. Oh yeah. Uh, he was the director of Rent. Oh, he did do mm-hmm. Rent. Oh. Yeah, never mind. He made a few Okay, so he's made a couple stinkers. Hey, I didn't mind Rent. <laughs> He's <laughs> I, I don't really like Rent as a musical. He's directing in a Five Nights at Freddy's film that's coming out in 2022. In case oh, anybody dear. is excited for oh, that, I'll believe it when I see it. They've been trying to make a Friday Five uh, Nights at again? Freddy's. Yeah, Five I, I at, keep. Yeah, I have to, to make bounce a movie about with that. it when I do it. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. They've been trying to make a movie out of that. Oh, for he like did 10 Christmas years, Chronicles just... two, but not one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't even see that. Yeah. So. Yeah, what was your point, um, Jason? We were talking about Chris Columbus and the director. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the fact that like he, he is, at this point in his career, he's a seasoned director, and he can look at this stuff and be like, I don't think this is going to work as well as you think it's going to work. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 naive to say that the director has a say in everything, because obviously, like, a lot of... Uh, you can blame a lot of like your problems with most bad movies to studios. Like studios are so I want to blame focused on, on this. Yeah, yeah, they're so hyper focused on meeting like demographics and making sure movies are as appealing to everyone as possible. And I think that's why they kind of made the teenagers teenagers because uh, I, I guess they were just trying to get that Harry Potter demographic. And at that point, the Harry Potter people were teenagers. And yeah. another thing, what another thing I was kind of thinking about was. I wonder if they made them teenagers just in case if they got child actors, they run the risk of the child actors growing up and not being like, yeah, good for te- yeah. good for movies anymore. Because sometimes, uh, you know, you don't know they what's going to happen. They left out with the Harry Potter kids. They truly did. 
Yeah, and, and even and, then, But like, they had to shoot those back to back to back, or else you were going to miss that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, another 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 thing about about mo- making movies is that getting kids is kind of a liability, and it's it's a kind of a risk um, because you have to work a lot of like special hours. You can't you can't overwork kids. There's a lot of stuff you, you have, have to, to go have like a certain amount of schooling a day. Like it's a whole yeah. They have to have guardians. They have to. Their parents have to be around. They have to make sure they film in certain times of the day. I think they were just thinking it's a lot easier if we just make them older. But that yeah. makes a lot of certain things about their characters like don't work. Something uh, we we didn't talk about the dad, the stepdad yet. Um, <clears throat> that was like the most comically evil stepdad in the world um, because he's, he's just like, "Hey, give me a beer." He's like smacking the mom's ass like right in front of him, and the fact that he's just like the biggest piece of shit. He drinks, he stinks, he's lazy. I don't even know how he's supporting them because he doesn't work. Um, but they, they they have that discussion. They're like, why do you stay with him, mom? It doesn't make any sense. He's a loser. And she's just like, you just you just wouldn't understand. He takes care of us. You, you'll you understand someday well, or something like that. That also does get like, explained. He's 17. That gets explained I was like, he's in the se- books. Like, oh, it there does? Is a, there is oh, a okay. true... It got explained in the movie. Did it? Do they explain it? Yes. Did? Oh, yeah, yes, they do Chiron briefly. explained. Wait. Yeah. Girl. For like two seconds, he's like, "Yeah, it's because he smelled a lot." And literally, and it's he, because Gabe smells so he smells badly. so human. It masks the smell of Percy's demigod blood. That's the whole reason. What? Yeah. Okay. It would have been nice if also a thing in the book, but like. So wait. So the gods set her up to be with this no. particular. No, she chose. But how this. did she end up with him? She found him. Oh. Okay. Because it made it because in the movie, in the context of the movie, it sounds like you just don't understand. Like, um, uh, you know, we need money or something like that. And I was like, that's something like you would say to a twelve-year-old. It's like you don't understand because they don't understand the, how the world works yet. Yeah. But Percy Jackson's like seventeen in this movie. He might understand the dynamics of an abusive relationship. I don't yeah. know that. He that also just, like, does was... work in the books. He does have a job. Yeah. Fairly. Okay, because yeah, he doesn't work in the movie. I was like, why is he even around? He's actually. He's pretty accurate to the book, I'm gonna say. Okay. He's yeah. like Yeah, he's, he's probably the most more accurate. openly e- abusive, <laughs> I'm gonna say. He might like, be the slightly. most accurate uh, character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Abusive might be a strong word, but he's he's scummy. Oh he's he's very much abusive. Yeah, it was in, kind of in like the book, it was, it's like Dursley level. Like In in the book abusive. we don't know that he um hits Sally until like the last chapter. It's literally like the last oh. three, four pages. Oh, that's that's not in the movie, is it? I, I don't think they address that. I mean, he oh, slaps God. her ass, but like, <laughs> that's <laughs> but like, but like the the and Sally is a whole different character as well. I guess she's not somebody we mentioned. Like Sally in the movies is a badass, strong woman, and in, in the, the she's movie? just very or in the book. Sorry, <laughs> oh I was like, when yeah, exactly <laughs> was, when she was that? in the movie? <laughs> exactly, but like in the in the. In- in the book, she's, she's so, so great, and we in the love movie, her. she's just like man. I'm I'm really starting to feel bad for you guys. This was a kind of a real blow. If you really like the books, jeez. Like I was I was thinking like maybe it's just like because I I watched um uh, Prisoner of Azkaban with with a, a room full of Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, fans, and I was with Tina and Haley and Mary Clay and Grace, and they were just all talking about stuff that did not even occur to me. Like throughout the end, because I've read the I've read Prisoner of Azkaban twice, but I've seen the movie like yeah. a million times, because um, it's my favorite. And 
they were just like yelling at the screen about stuff that's different from the book and i was i was like oh god there's like these people are really passionate about these like there's min- there's only like a that's, few that's changes the in the harry like, potter movies i've never movies. seen the harry potter and, movies but i know enough to know like it's not they don't change not, the uh, entire villain the of the book i'd say like the thing that annoys me the most about like the third one is they don't explain the marauders yeah at all which like yeah yeah that's the, the that. biggest thing I think that annoys me about the third one. But otherwise, like, I think it's fine. It's it doesn't have yeah. to be a perfect adaptation. But what I was saying, but what I was what I was getting at is that like, there's minimal changes in the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that you just can't include in the book in the movies because the books are too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, even that can get like Harry Potter fans all steamed up. And the fact that this movie is just so vastly different, more than I ever thought it would be different from the book like it's just it's like yeah. a whole new realization to me. yeah and that's that's sort of why we wanted to have somebody who'd never read them on before because um i yeah. i have I mean, watched this movie before i had read the books because i was 13 when i read the books and the movie came out when i was 12 so i read the books okay. the year after the movie came out you charlie okay. read them before the book came the movie came so, out correct so what happened is me and my mom saw the trailer and we we're like, oh yeah, we like Logan Lerman. He was in Hoot. He's like fun. We should um, read the books that this is based off of, like before this movie comes out. It'll be great. We read all the books mm-hmm. and then we saw the movie. I still liked the movie like 10 years ago when it came out because I was just like, yeah, this is like entirely different. Like I don't even connect these at all. Yeah, I'm sure I That's liked how it as it, a kid. It worked yeah. in my brain. I just, yeah, and so- I saw it five times in theaters. Oh my god. <laughs> I liked it. So when I watch this, I'm just like, this is, I'm reliving the cringe years. I'm reliving middle yeah. school. And that's why it's I can see how this, <laughs> yeah, I can see how this is like a movie that would definitely like keep your kids entertained for like a little bit, but it doesn't have like a lot of staying power. Like you don't feel like, re- I mean, obviously you felt like rewatching it a whole lot, but as an adult, I don't feel like rewatching this at all. I haven't rewatched it very much, like, in the past five or so years, so... Yeah. I had the, I had the choice to rewatch it today, this afternoon. You know it's bad when I choose to do my homework over watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it reminds me, because, uh, like, I kind of I kind of get it, though, because I hated the Hobbit movies when they came out. But I still rewatch them every now and then, just, just to, make to sure. see. Did I did I actually hate them? Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe I miss something, and then I keep I watch them again, I and I'm just I didn't ever watch. Them. They're they're frustrating. They're frustrating is what I'll say at the least. I, um, because there's I will watch Go them. Ahead. Sorry for Mary Clay's movie episodes, like to follow along with her movie episodes. But I doubt I will like them. You want to know a fun thing? D- my my first like like entrance into Tolkien things was watching the Hobbit movies. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And then I took a Tolkien class, and then I, like, read The Hobbit and read a couple of the books before I just fell off the wayside. And then I've Did seen... Did you see um, Hobbit before Lord of the Rings? Yes. I've only seen Fellowship oh, okay. of the movies from The Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Oh, darn. I did see the extended <laughs> one, though. I remember Oof, that's... nothing. <laughs> it's it's a, lot to, it's a lot to take in, especially. But, yeah, I mean, a book can, like... Or uh, a movie can go away from like the or make certain changes it's it's been done before where the i mean the best example i can think of is is stephen king's the shining because that doesn't 
that's got a lot of changes it from d- the book. It does. But it, it does, but in it, a way it, that worked. It worked as it its own movie. It kind of it made didn't it, change the overall story, though. Hmm. No, and it, it it like kind of, it's 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 not a ghost story anymore. It's more about like a dad, you know, going crazy and dealing a, a former alcoholic like in isolation, just going nuts. And it's a more of a realistic story. But if you are into ghosts, there's like little hints that the the hotel is haunted, maybe. But that's a completely different thing, and I I really really like that. I really love The Shining. It's yeah, one of my favorites. That is but, that is one where I really um, like the book and really like the movie separately. Mm-hmm. And even even Lord of the Rings. No, they make a lot of changes, and but it still keeps like the spirit of the book. But this, it felt like they just they just like wrote a movie and then put Percy Jackson's like they put like Percy Jackson characters in there. Like it didn't really feel This is I didn't a bad fanfic, <laughs> but like not even Yeah, yeah. That would yeah, that would be like an insult really, to fanfic. Yeah. It feels like the like like if if <laughs> this is going to be weird, but like if they made if they took like the the game it was based off of cuz this feels like a video game and decided to make that into a movie. That's kind of what this feels like. It feels like an adaptation of an adaptation, you know? There is a like, game feels like a video based game off plot. of this movie. There is like a... There is? I, they make all. They made all those movie tie-in games. They made the Spider-Man ones back then, too. I feel like it's like a Nintendo game, but I don't... There was. There was a... Um, it was on the Wikipedia. It was for the Nintendo DS. Good. Hmm. Good. I did not get the game. Yeah. Did you guys notice by any chance, like, any time the characters were flying that it just kind of looked a little weird? Like, every time that Percy... I, I don't know. This is only... Some, and this is going to work over a podcast, so I'll try to explain it as best as I can. Um, every time that Percy is using his, his shoes to fly around, he's constantly going in this arc. He's going forward... And then he loops back. Hmm. And then oh shoot! Forward, yeah, you're right. And then he loops back, and then the kind of this arc. And I'm yeah. like, he is so obviously on a wire, and they're just kind of swinging him back and forth and trying to make best. it look like, yeah, the final fight scene is, is even worse because they have two of them. So it's like he comes in with a sword in in the the forward part of the arc, and then retreats from an attack just by going backwards. It's just like they're swinging him back and forth, and I just couldn't like. I couldn't not see it because I just have that brain where I just look at. I like to visualize behind the scenes stuff while I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, that doesn't look great at all. So like, I don't know. <laughs> he never uses the shoes in the in the book. Fucking hell! Grover okay. wears um, them. <laughs> he gives them to Grover because um, he he's like, well, I'm a son of Poseidon. I probably shouldn't go in Zeus's domain. I shouldn't fly. That's yeah, that makes sense. That's how he logics sure. that. And so there's also a whole the thing who- with the shoes. In the book, where they try to drag him down to Tartarus. What is? I'm sorry. What that's is where that? Kronos that's the, is. The, that's like the. That's he- the pit where where all the really shitty like monsters go. That's where all and, the, like all the bad oh, like the ti- people and the are, like, titans, yeah, the there titans. or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of. It's there's a, a lot of things. Um, they are they are genuinely two different entities. Do we? We didn't really talk about how Grover is different, did we? Okay, yeah, explain. So, so in the book, I mean, so technically you could say that his age is correct in the movie, but Sater's age half as fast, so he still okay. looks like he's like 12, 13, but he's supposed to be like 20-something. He's, he's 26 in the first book. Oh. But he looks oh, okay. 13, 14, because... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Satyrs. Because like magical creatures and shit. 
Yeah, um, I would like. A, I would like to see like a twenty-six-year-old brain and a little tiny teenager body. I feel like that would make for some good interchange between characters. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's, and so all the all the parts where he's like getting weirdly like sexual towards Persephone. <laughs> yeah, and then the, he was a horn and, dog in the, the nymphs and in the Lotus Hotel. That's just not him. It's not a it's, thing. Yeah, he reminded me of Danny DeVito, like, in, when he was a satyr. I, yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it feels very satyr-esque. Like, if you go for satyrs in mythology, that's kind of what they are like. They're especially, always trying to have sex with nymphs and shit. Especially when you get to fawns. Okay. When you switch yeah, to the they're Roman, very sexualized the in mythology. But Grover, in the books, he's, like, a nervous little boy with, like, acne and and he's like hiding Aww. behind Percy half the time, he's like just trying his best. Percy Aww, protects oh. Grover from the bullies. Oh, oh, that's that would have been. I nice. know, right? Like, there's so many things. <laughs> different character entirely. <laughs> Jeez, it's really different. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, but we do agree with um his uh casting as a black man in in the books. He's not described as anything. And a lot of the art has him as a little white boy, but I have he wears uh he wears a rasta cap. He's very much described as wearing a rasta cap on in the many books. occasions. Do you know what a rasta cap is? Like a ja- yeah, like the like the like a Jamaican the green, hat, yellow, yeah. red, and you you like see people come back from vacation with the fake dreadlocks on the back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he's always described as that. So I personally, my entire life, have read him as black. Like my entire life. And I mean, it it works for the movie. Although, like sometimes they give him like the the black friend. Oh, they do, but they do. They don't do that in the books. So yeah, whenever I see fan art where he's like a little white boy, I'm like, that little white boy should not be wearing a rasta cap. Literally, (laughs) literally, I tense. I think I've only seen like one piece of art with him. Well, official art. the The original official art, he was wearing one of those hats. I think. Yeah, but why? Like the is he like? Does he like reggae music? Or I just I mean, it's supposed to hide his why? horns because in, in the movie they come floppy. up with the whole thing that he doesn't have horns, but in the book yeah, he yeah. has horns like the whole time. They're just tiny, but he wears a hat That's to hide up them. Too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, he has tiny yeah. enough horns that he can, normally his hair can cover it. Or he but sometimes the, he that's wears like a the hat. conclusion of that's like the conclusion of his character arc in this movie is that he gets horns. So he has a it's like he finally got his angel. He wings. Gets, he has a they similar character a bigger, but in the yeah book. okay his his character arc right. is still like so he has to redeem himself because he he screwed up like way back when he was bringing Annabeth to camp. Um, a demigod okay. died in that scenario. Oh, so. Oh. And then he screwed up bringing Percy to camp because um, Percy's mom, they, I mean, they think she's dead and all of that. And Percy's the one who, like, saves Grover in that scenario. Grover, like, immediately passes out in the fight with the Minotaur. Immediately. Aw. And, in, in and Percy defense, brings him to safety. They are in a car Yeah, in the movie, accident. he's just like, I tried. He's just there, just standing there. He's like, he didn't do I'm shit. sorry, Percy, I tried. And I was like, did you? No, he didn't do shit. You were just standing there. And his whole thing is that Grover wants to go and find the god Pan, who is like the the god of satyrs. He's like the goat man, okay. um, yeah. god of the wilderness. And I have I have slight issues with that whole thing because it's it. If you know anything about Pan mythology, 
<laughs> I don't. I just know he has a flute. It's there's, a- there's a whole um, mistranslation about him being dead. It's an entire mistranslation. And so Rick took that and was like, oh, I'm going to make this like a plot thing about Pan being gone. And the, the satyrs want to find him. And so, oh, okay. And so Grover's character arc ends with him finally getting his searcher's license so he can go out in the world and, and find the god, Pan. Okay. This has nothing to do with the book. Or nothing to do with the movie. Like, No. I mean, I uh, maybe they had plans to do something like that for... Because they, they were just chopping shit up and moving it all around. I guess they maybe so planned it for the third movie. I don't Chris know. So I was looking, Columbus didn't direct the second one. He's just a no, producer. No, he didn't. He did, He's just no. a producer on the guy. second one. That happens a lot where, like, if a movie it did, uh, like, isn't, like, super critically yeah. acclaimed, the director's not going to come back yeah, for the like, sequel. Yeah, like, it did well like, financially, it just... Well enough to it get a sequel, but that's... did better internationally, I yeah. believe. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, okay, so, there was another aspect that was completely gone from the movie that um, I'm, I'm still a little in the dark about, even listening to your podcast. What the fuck is the whole cabin thing? Charlie, I'll let you All right, that. all right. They don't even talk about it in the movie, yeah. and I keep seeing your names, and Leela was talking about it. I was like, what is the cabin thing? Okay, so... That's just completely gone. In in the books, the whole camp is, like, based off of, like, the, the 12 Olympians, each one has their cabin for, like, each of the demigod okay. kids. So, like, whoever, whoever your parent, parent is, oh. that's the cabin you go to. Oh, oh, so the gods have that many, like, kids that they Sometimes. can fill an entire... Oh, they, they sort they of made it seem like with. Poseidon built that cabin specifically that's, for Percy. That's Perse- how they said it in the movie, but and it's not- weird. Each, Percy each is god. in yeah, his own cabin, but... That was, what now? Percy is in his own cabin in the books, but it's not quite oh. like that. No, they kind of made it seem like like a... Like a college campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they also it's, put Luke as like in his own camp. weird man cave. Luke is a camp counselor. He's the camp counselor of the Hermes cabin, which has like a, a bajillion people. kids because Hermes has a lot of kids, <laughs> and anybody who doesn't know who their parent is gets stuck in there because he's the god of travelers, and so he he takes all the rest. He's like the Hufflepuff yeah, guy. And, <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> we'll take it. Get over here. That's funny. Like, uh, just like <laughs> we don't know who you are. You're probably Hermes. <laughs> You're probably Hermes. There's kid. a good chance. There's of a good chance, you know. There's a good chance. Yeah. That's funny. At least they kind of poke a little fun about how gods were just like constantly having ki- children with humans. You know, we didn't talk about Luke. So Luke oh, shit. is about the age he would be in the books. Yeah. Okay, so he's supposed to be an same. older guy. I mean, I think in the movie he's supposed to be like twenties or something. He's like eighteen, yes, or seventeen. He's supposed, to, yeah, the he's older like seventeen kid. to nineteen. Kid. I can't remember. He's somewhere in there. I think he. I want to say he's like nineteen. Yeah, I think it's nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, he was also kind of one f- of the the demigods brought over by Grover with Annabeth. Those okay. two, so they like know each other from childhood and everything. And she has this weird okay, crush just- on him. Even though she's uh, like twelve, does, uh, <laughs> uh, does does he have a disability as well? Assume, or? assume he's, he's all like described yeah. it as it, but like you, you have to assume that's they kind of much like code all demigods as having dyslexia or ADHD because it's, it's either oh, okay, or, I was wondering, or both. I didn't know like the range of of conditions they were going to address, and there was a split second in this movie where I thought because Annabeth was talking about 
how she hears her mother talking to oh, her all the time. Like she says, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was like, does she have schizophrenia? And that's just like the gods talking to her or something like that. But then, pff, no, that was too good hey, of an hey, idea. Hey, Jason, I'm going to blow your mind. That doesn't happen what? in the book. They don't talk to them. <laughs> this is getting annoying. <laughs> this is getting really annoying. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. truly, like, if you do read the book, I would love to have you back on for like a, a like, We'll just 15, have like a bonus episode where we just talk about this to get your opinion. Or you could just like keep you could just like keep you could bring me on for the second movie and just be like, so here's what they also didn't do well. <laughs> like just keep me in the dark so like these episodes can just be me freaking out every time. That would time. actually like, be pretty what? funny. I mean, I, if the if the second movie is bad, I'll 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 watch it if it's like funny bad. I'm just no, it's concerned just bad, on whether then. Joe will actually watch them. I feel like he, Jason <laughs> will actually watch it. He finished the first one. Did he? I heard he walked he out a lot. It. I think Leela fell asleep the first time we watched he, he it. He came back. He heard Highway to Hell and came back in. Okay, oh, and then yeah. that was great. Oh, that oh jeez. Wait, did they play Highway to Hell when they get go to the other? No, they just do it at the beginning when they're first leaving New York. I think it's fun. Okay. Oh, no, I think it's okay, hilarious. Fine. Yeah, we were just watching Megamind last night, and there's so much ACDC in that one, too. Megamind's great. <laughs> I was like, man, 2008 to 2010, you could not avoid ACDC, especially with Iron Man. No, man. It would have been funny if they'd actually reference like, the, the same songs they did in the book. Cause, like, oh, there's songs in the book, too? They they don't like play any songs, but they reference like Hillary Duff. They do. At one point. <laughs> Because it's one of the only songs that um, Grover can play on his panpipes, which he does not get in the movie. He can play, like, So Yesterday, yes. and it's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is going... This is. I did not imagine that they were going to change this much. This is actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, this Like, is, I'm sorry, but it's funny. <laughs> that's why we have you here, to just be like, what? What? Yeah, because... Because yeah, there, there are okay. times where it's like, I will, like, honestly, this time I was so yeah. focused on how bad the writing was that I didn't, most yeah, of the time I, was, I didn't even think about how bad the adaptation was. I was really focused on the dialogue writing being so shitty. Yeah. But the, yeah. that was the thing. You know, it's like, we were very worried we would just, like, hone in on all. Yeah, I feel like we kind of sound like a, I feel like we kind of sound like a broken record because we're just like, it's, it's, it's just a Harry Potter knockoff. The lines are bad. And it has nothing to do with the book. I feel like we've been repeating that for like the last hour and a half. But that's seriously like where all the problems in this movie seem to seem to stem is just the writing's yeah. not that good. They should so, you know, included recommendations. Aside from like the ending of the the movie when Luke comes in, I liked Luke. Like in the beginning, how they introduce him and everything, oh, I, think- I thought he was he oh, was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really think much of him. I didn't. Uh, Actually, it's kind of funny now that you say. Now that you told me the real ending to the book, when I watched the movie the second time, uh, they did like the Luke reveal at the top of the Empire State Building, and Leela came in and she said, "Oh, Luke's the bad guy the whole time." And I said, "Yeah, I guess so." And <laughs> and now and she was like, "Oh man, now I had the book ruined for me." But now <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> apparently not, not so. Quite. Not completely. Some of it. That's funny though. Yeah. When is this episode supposed to come out? By the way. Uh, like oh, a month from August? today. Uh, Literally. Okay, so she'll definitely August finish 12th. the book by the time this episode yes, comes it'll, out. It'll, it is literally a month from today, August 12th, because we had to push everything forward. Cool. Okay. <sighs> because my brain um, fried itself. <laughs> I couldn't, let's see. What else do we I still said, have? yay, he's a waterbender. <laughs> oh, so you know how Percy um, swims in, in the pools? Yeah. 
Nope. What? What? Nope. No swimming. There is no swimming. But that worked. But I thought that was in the book. <laughs> I thought that that made sense. Yeah, that's like, one the thing Poseidon that made sense. would just want to be in the water all the time. That that is one thing that makes sense. Like so, Percy he he has water powers that he like doesn't know about, but he doesn't end up like breathing underwater at random points. Like before he finds out he's a son of Poseidon. Well, he could just like hold his breath for really long, right? Yeah, in this he can, he, but in in, in in the movie oh, okay. he can. In uh, he can okay. actually like can sort of breathe, breathe. Okay. and he can also I mean, that, not get yeah. wet. He can choose whether or not he's wet. Uh, okay, that's like the most useless power. It in does the world, come okay. in handy at other times. Yeah, I mean he has the he- is the healing power in yes, the book. That is a thing. He can't heal other people. He can't heal other people, but he can heal himself. Okay. That part made me th- that part reminded me a lot of, of Rise oh, of Skywalker. Where there's like all of a sudden healing powers. Oh, God. <laughs> that, actually that felt a lot like it too. That movie was all about like going to one place to get the thing to get the so they can go to the other place to get to the thing to get to the final boss. See, jo- Joe, when that when that happened, Joe's first thing was Katara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the son of Poseidon. I was like, I hate you, Percy. That was the worst line ever, and I hate you. Oh, that's the ending clip of the episode. Hey, Percy, I hate um, you. Let's see, so Percy, I hate you. I think my yeah, the, my last my last uh, note here at the end of the movie has Percy learned anything? I hate his face because <laughs> I don't think he grew at all in this story. He just found out he has like superpowers and is now like. If anything, he became a cocky little around. son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he turned into a guy who's like, oh, I got powers, so cool. I'm cool. He was cool at the beginning because he had a video iPod. And, you know, that was the shit. You were the man if you had a video iPod back in 2010. In 2010, I had an iPod shuffle. Oh, I had a Nano. I guess my parents loved me a little more. I probably. <laughs> I also had a Nano. Yeah, those were cute. I loved my shuffle. Uh, yeah, did you did you watch <laughs> the uh, end credit scene? Or mid Yes. The, the, the with part Dave. with the fridge. What did, what did you think of that? Yeah. Um, that was funny enough. I thought it was kind of, uh, it was nice to see the guy get some comeuppance. I assume he's dead now, um, forever. That's our assumption. And that, yeah. that is the, Sally does stonify him in Okay, the but the way they do it in the movie, it makes Implies it seem like that Percy, Percy just it. puts it, he puts it in the fridge and he's telling his mom, don't open it. And oh, like, yeah. Gabe no. is an afterthought. That's what oh, see, I was thinking. I, I didn't think of it as, I thought, like, he did it on purpose. No, I, I felt like it was, like, yeah, because I, I guess he just assumed, like, he's not going to break the refrigerator door open to get a beer. Like, no one's that crazy, but he was wrong, and he did it anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess he was just assuming a lock was enough to keep a fridge closed, I but just, not not for good old alcoholic stepdad. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just going to hope and assume that Sally knows that the head was in there then, because yeah, she I walks she in, and... <laughs> oh, <laughs> she no. doesn't stop him. She's like, go ahead. She leaves him unsupervised in the apartment. It's just like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I don't even care with you anymore. Yeah. I know there's a dangerous head in the fridge. You go ahead and open it. In the book, she's like, or Percy leaves the head with her and is like, you you can use this if you want to get out of this situation. And it's an incredibly dangerous object, mother. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with this, it. This 12-year-old just leaves this with his mom. And that is kind of funny. And as, it, as he's leaving, she's like looking. How do I make him into a nice statue? And then she fucking makes him into a statue and sells him. 
And she pays for, like, <laughs> college with this. Oh, my God. And she, yeah. Oh, did they put that in the second movie, at least? Or that to be too good of an idea? Um, yeah. Sally is not in the second movie. The mom's not in the second movie? Nope. Ooh, sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I don't even think Poseidon's <laughs> in the second movie. I don't think so. It's called Sea of Monsters. How is he not in it? Okay, I should just stop asking questions, shouldn't I? You are asking all the questions we would also like to know. Man, I would have been pissed if I had to pay for this movie. Imagine, just $11 for this. I was like, I could have could have like gone to see something else. Could have played mini golf twice. That would have been more exciting. Or, or like get a sandwich or something. It sounds infinitely more entertaining. I can't figure out what the noise was. It's raining here. Zeus has decided to make his appearance. Oh yeah, Zeus is in this movie. Is he is he a more prominent role in the book? Because he's barely no. um no. He's always like, kind of in the yeah. background. Okay, he's at the end well, at of the book, that right. and that's it. Oh, that is one one oh, thing okay. I do will mention. Um, they don't see any of the other gods in the throne room at the end. Yeah, it's just Zeus and Poseidon. Huh. It's just Zeus and Poseidon at the end. We we only yeah, need that's fine. Like yeah. what five gods in the book? So we meet but, so. Dionysus. Dionysus, who actually works at the camp. Um, okay. Ares, Ares. Hades. Who's a bad guy. Hades. Poseidon Zeus. And Zeus. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'll leave this on. Uh, yeah. I just... There are so many I questions. Funny when... I don't know. It's... It... I, this this conversation lasted a lot longer than I thought it was because I was just I my general opinion was just that it's 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 not that bad I guess it's okay it's okay but for I, children I, it's not but for not me. like yeah it's it's good for children but as uh, to a movie, me I was like this, a lot of this doesn't make sense as a movie completely separate from the book it's okay for children it's pretty okay okay would probably be the best compliment I would give it is that it's inoffensive at least I'm, if you haven't read the book if you have it's quite offensive but just from just from what i've known just from what i've learned the past hour it's like oh but hollywood be like that though what are you gonna do are you excited for the the tv show yes we are we're very excited because rick is super involved in it yeah okay yeah he's because this feels like it would do way better as a tv i think they've written the the script for the first episode is it the first episode i thought they were just starting writing okay I don't know. They probably took a huge break because of COVID and everything. Well, so and maybe they were just like plotting it out or something. Waiting until like the last possible moment to cast the kids so that they will be age appropriate oh, yeah, for the series, which mm-hmm. is just what they should have done all along. But yeah, and that'll be cool. For, that'll be cool material for you too, though. We have infinite mm-hmm. material. It's fine. Yeah, you I don't guess so. understand, Jason. How many book- There's five okay. books in this series. <laughs> Five books in... Thousands of years of mythology. Well, there's five <laughs> books in the sequel series. Five books in the sequel okay. to that series. And then there's um, the Norse series, which has three books. The um, Egyptian series, which has three books. Uh, there's several books that have short stories and just extra material. And then there's... Oh my god. His, like, special presents. His Rick Riordan presents, which is where he has... Um, he He puts his name on it. But it's other authors writing writing these books that are about their own cultures. So he's not just like this oh, like a lot of who's writing about of color all and oh, so they collaborate. So, and at least, at least one trans like, author. He, he. I was gonna say, like, does he write he, all these books? No, that seems like a he lot. He just like helps promote them, and he, it's his label. 
just so like to get them out there so he's that other a, people know he's about a big it. believer in using his platform in order to get other people's voices out there and mm-hmm. like we talked That's about nice. with our problem with like Medusa in the book he has done so much better he's as the books so much. go on there's like so, the so many queer characters by like his most recent okay. stuff and like the That's diversity cool. and color is is just great so um yeah so we literally have infinite content Oh, good. Forever. <laughs> we will be podcasting till we die, and possibly after that. <laughs> and then you'll just pass it on to your children, and they'll just keep talking about Greek gods. Eventually, they'll get through all the books. <laughs> By the time they have It'll be kids. fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. We're yeah. all fine. I'm, I'm listening to this uh, podcast right now where it's um, it's called Exploring Lord of the Rings, and it is a very... It's with a, have you heard of the Tolkien yeah, professor? Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he on... Yeah. Um, yeah. He was on Haley's. Uh, not Haley's. Yeah. Um, Mary Clay's thing, the, yeah. He was on, the first episode about. of The Hobbit. I was really, I was excited I like, when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, she got like, out one of my so favorite hard. podcasts. Yeah, and um, but he's doing this 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 show called um, Exploring Lord of the Rings. And it's it started like two or three years ago. And they're just now getting through the Council uh, the, of Elrond. The Council of Elrond. Yeah. yeah. Don't they like, do a sentence at a time? My, yeah. It's like maybe a paragraph, and they talk about it for like two uh, hours. It's oh my great goodness. for getting going yeah, to sleep. That's why I'm like, yeah, Mary Clay's got material for eternity as well. If she'll cover so. the Silmarillion, I'm wondering how she's going to do that, honestly, because <laughs> that's like a very dry book. But I love it. I, but... I just got it on audiobook recently, and I'm going to do it that way. Yeah, you kind of have to like Chunk it. have a textbook. I, I would I would recommend definitely having like a laptop ready with that's on like whatever Tolkien Wikipedia there is out there, I, and also having a map. I just really think it'd be unfortunately fun it's one of those books. If she also covered like his translations and shit too, stuff that's like not even like Lord of the Rings because yeah, he like translated he a- Beowulf. Oh yeah, yeah. He did Beowulf and Sir Sir Gwain the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. That's the thing is like I think. We were talking like, on Facebook or something, and she was like, "There's more books," and I was like, "Oh, if you let me tell you about the history Tolkien, of Middle Earth series, like so many things." So, so there's before, an entire book series about how he wrote the books, like, and they're they're all like this thick. They're huge. So, like, there's so much material. Before Rick wrote on um, the Percy Jackson books, he wrote these like adult detective novels. The first one is called Big Red Tequila. <laughs> This has n- uh, uh, it has nothing to do with Greek mythology, and I want us to cover Big them on like bonus episodes, just because I think it'd be Big so te- funny. <laughs> what is that? Big red tequila. That's such a weird title. Is it like cinnamon? Cinnamon. Taylor alcohol? does not want to read Big Red Tequila. However, <laughs> she lost in the Twitter poll, and now we have to read nah. Big Red Tequila someday. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. I just want to know what his writing style is like for adult things before he ever wrote Percy. I just think that'd be so funny. Oh, God. That I'm does so sound scared. interesting, yeah. I'm so scared. So, like, there's, again, there's more content that's not even Percy related. We're, so. not, we're not doing all of his books. We're not doing those books. <laughs> okay. Char- Charlie? Well, because your podcast is called The Eldest Gods, would you, like, do different series that have to do with Greek mythology? Or... I mean, we'll uh, see if we ever get there. If we get past Rick content. Okay. If you ever run out of material, quote I mean, unquote. I've had ideas for bonus things. Like, I, we're going to cover the Hercules uh-huh. movie. That's the first thing we're doing Hercules. is covering the Disney Hercules. Oh, uh, fun. Epic of Gilgamesh, things like that. 
you know. I I put out today to Taylor, can we just cover like like the random episodes in TV shows where it's like mythology centered for some reason? Cuz I was watching mm-hmm. Danny Phantom today and I'm just like this episode is oh, like yeah? very Greek mythology centered for no apparent reason and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is it? There was, like, a TV show that it wasn't a TV show, it was a TV movie they showed me in high school, where it was, like, I think it was from the 90s, mm-hmm. and it was a com- it was a complete TV movie of the, the Odyssey. It was, like, released on NBC, and it's actually, I remember it being, like, pretty close to the book, but, um, hmm. and uh, the, there were some parts that were pretty good, but it shows its age. Actually, um, Saruman plays, not Saruman, well, uh, Christopher <laughs> Lee Sar- is in it. Saruman. Saruman. <laughs> yeah, he's, we, we he's, he, he, he talks into Saruman. Yeah, he, he talks like this the entire film. You know, it's just... <laughs> he's just evil. He's sitting beside the River of Sticks. I don't remember what character he is. Maybe he's Kronos or maybe Caron? he's Hades. I don't know. It's probably Charon. Uh, it's probably Charon. Possibly. I, I don't remember. Uh, well, I don't remember the Odyssey that well either, so... We just talked about Charon recently, so that's the only reason. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that was a fun up. <laughs> no, I'm just. So do you guys? Do you guys do ratings? Or that's what we do on the movie night. We crew. could rate this. Um, do you want to? <laughs> let's re- let's I, rate I it out of to, to, to the wrap twelve up. Olympians. Yeah. Oh, okay, that works. Um, do you, do you want you do you want you guys want to start or do you want me to go? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're doing out of uh, the twelve Olympians. Uh, I'm gonna go (laughs) six because it's a pretty movie. I think it's well shot, and I think they did a decent job incorporating CGI in where they could. And um, the music choice was pretty good overall, but uh, Mm -hmm. I can't get past the dialogue. I I truly took me took it took me out of it on so so many occasions. uh, it it was rough. Uh, so. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't be like constantly critiquing what the characters are saying the entire movie. Yeah. It kind of takes yeah. you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's um that that's what what would your rating be there, Jason? We'll do plugs after we do ratings. Okay, I would out of twelve Olympians. I'm just trying to like do the math in my head. Um, I would maybe give it. A, I wouldn't even go as far as six. I would probably give it a five because, um, like the 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 movie looked good. I'll that'll it'll get points for that. Like Chris Columbus, I'm uh, sorry, Chris Columbus definitely seemed like he tried his best with the material he was given. But as like proven many times that like just because it's a good director doesn't mean it's gonna be a good movie. Sometimes it's a collaborative effort, and if there's a weak link in the chain that's as big as, as the entire screenplay, what <laughs> what the characters say and what the sequence of events is like I, I i found a lot of the main characters pretty unlikable um i uh, the the sequence of events the pacing of the movie was really bad the persephone stone thing did kind of kill the pacing of the movie because it felt like the story kind of halted just so they could have these big monster movies or these big like monster scenes um i would just say like it's not terrible it's worth a watch i guess like if you're not as picky about movies as I am, then maybe you would like it if you have no knowledge of the book. But to me, it just felt like a total nothing burger. Like, it was just like, it's just like the writing's, the writing's not that good. The pacing's not good. It looks good. Some of the actors are good. Um, the CG is good. But that's like the, the most I could give it. Like, really. In all honesty, it was just like a, a like a, I would give it like a C, like if, like a C movie. I think it's not even like, okay. It's like below okay for me. 
but uh, did you want to give a rating, Charlie? Well, also, I just realized we didn't we didn't talk about how um, Rick ha- like his response to the movies. He had like email conversations with the the writers and everything about this. I did hear about he some was emails. very yeah. much. Um, I believe they've been released to the public. Yeah, like, a few weeks ago. Some of the contents of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Mm. Look at those just to see what he thought of this. Just so you know. Okay. Um, Alright. See, if I want to rate this based on, like, adaptation or based on enjoyment, that's the, the difficult thing I'm having here. Yeah, that's always, a, that's always a thing for us in the Movie Night crew. We're just like, well, I liked it, but it wasn't very good. I don't know. You have to, you have to like, find a balance between the two sometimes i feel like i want to go with i I feel like i want to agree with taylor on like a six there just because like i enjoyed it i enjoy it for the cringe (laughs) (laughs) i i do however agree that it's not great movie and it's not a great adaptation at all so no yeah that's something I've definitely learned a lot. I've learned a lot in this episode. I'm glad you guys uh, had me on. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's I don't I, I, I do, I have to circle back to the Christopher Lee thing. Um, for for okay. our listeners and Charlie, he played Tiresias. Oh, in the, in the, in the Odyssey. Yeah, in the Odyssey, he played Tiresias. I love it. Uh, so you have listened to Haley's episode. Tiresias was the person the guy- who watched the snakes fuck. And then get turned into a woman. And then he saw yeah, them. Yeah, why was he? Because he later, after Hera makes him blind, he becomes a sort of prophet character. And so oh, Odysseus meets him in Hades. Um, he, uh, he's also okay. in Oedipus, and I have opinions about Oedipus. Yeah. But yeah, so like, oh yeah, he goodness. played Tiresias, and you know what? I sort of like that. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's great. Hey, Jason, where can the people find you on the interwebs or wherever you would like people to find you, I guess? Um, yeah, you could find me on Instagram. Um, I It's at uh, picture... Darn it, let me start over again. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my username is uh, picturesofj, J-A-Y. Um, I mostly do film photography. That's mostly what I uh, you'll see on there, but we also have the Movie Night Crew Instagram. We have a Movie Night Crew Twitter, if you want to go ahead and follow us there. Um, uh, it's It's been... The, the show's been going through a few overhauls recently, so we're, we're pretty excited about what's coming up soon. Um, if you guys miss any of the restricted section over the past summer, uh, Tina, Haley, Brooke... They all come over to the movie night crew to talk about stuff. So if you miss their you miss their commentary and their voices, I would recommend giving the movie night crew a and listen. And we might even be there um, as well in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dun mm-hmm. dun dun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do have a Twitter. Uh, it's picture of J pictures of J ninety, but it's 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 a graveyard. I, I, it's, eh, I don't. I'm not really good at. <laughs> I'm going to plug uh, Haley's Twitter instead. Uh, at the please at follow the Haley on Twitter. She will hate us. <laughs> We love she, Haley. I hate, <laughs> I hate her username because I have to plug her when I put in the Movie Night Crew episode description. And her username is so it's it's purposefully made so that people can't find her because it's like uh, writ to wit, and there's only there's underscores and there's a lot of like capitalizations yeah. to make sure that people can't find her on Twitter. But please go find her on Twitter because she's totally she's really funny. funny. So yeah, I'll plug I'll plug Haley's Twitter. And the movie night crew. How about that? I love it. Yes. I, I'm here Good for that. Love it. Uh, let me see. 
Um, I have zero time ever constantly. Um, so I have not consumed any new media, uh, nothing new since we recorded mm. last Wednesday. Today's Monday. We recorded last Wednesday last time. Uh, so I'm just gonna mm. fucking plug the Pennsylvania Wilds. Cause that is literally what the northern part of Pennsylvania is called because it's all state parks. That is what it. Oh, so you just plug going yeah, outside? Yeah, essentially. We spent, uh, the weekend uh, up in the PA Grand Canyon and um, up at Cherry Springs, which is an international dark sky park. So it's one of the few places in the country where you can go and see fully dark sky and go sky watching. Ooh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, so it's not actually that far for you, Jason. Um, yeah, it's one of the, and it is only the second ever international dark sky park. Um, they've done a lot to keep it dark up there. So that's what we did this past weekend. Um, it was really cool. Uh, and if you go on the weekends, they like do a whole a whole thing where they point out the different constellations for you. And then they set cool. up these huge telescopes uh, and point them out stuff for you. So like, you know, if, if you... I've always wanted to do that, like take a, take a camera where um, there's no light in the sky at all and it's just stars. Yeah. I would love to do that. There's so much light pollution, pollution in Richmond. You have to drive really far to get to well, see stars. I, li- I live in Pittsburgh, so... I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so for me, me for too. me, it was weird, like not seeing the stars every night. But it yeah, it kind of take it, it was a whole different world up there. Like I thought I knew stars, but it was a whole different thing up there. So it was it was very cool. Um, if you can't make it up to there, um, go visit any of your state parks or your national parks, and you know, keep them clean, keep them safe, donate money when you can. They're a good resource to have while we have them. Sweet. Charlie, wrap us out of here. Alright. My my plug, because I'm always watching new things. Maybe not new things, I'm usually watching the same old things. Um, in the past three days, I have rewatched all of Danny Phantom. Ooh. <laughs> I liked Danny Phantom when I was younger, but I haven't watched all of it. It you know what? I think it holds up. They're like some little tiny jokes my- where I'm like, eh, this is early 2000s. But, like, yeah. it's got good world building and, like, things make sense. I do think the ending is rushed, but, like, of course, that's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So get yourself a Paramount. Is it on Paramount Plus? I think that's where all the Nick- Nickelodeon so. stuff is. I own all yeah. the discs. It so is- that's how I've been watching it. Oh, okay. Super fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I found it on, like, Amazon a few years back, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, get the whole series. Why not? It's be fun. Mm-hmm. And I I want to say, because all the Nickelodeon stuff is on Paramount+, Plus, so it should be on there, too. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about getting that watch, like, Drake and Josh and shit. <laughs> I, re- I oh, refused. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching Fairly Odd Parents, actually, speaking of Danny Phantom, and that's still... I'm having a pretty good time watching that. It's still pretty funny. Early Fairly Odd Parents is... Early peak. Fairly Odd Parents, It's just yeah. peak. It's good shit. That, that and, mm-hmm. like, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, I have cosplayed... And that crossover episode? Jimmy Jimmy Power yes. Hour! I've, yeah! I've cosplayed as both Cosmo and Timmy at different points in time. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> okay. It was fun. My mom was Wanda <laughs> when oh. I was Cosmo. Oh, fun. I love Carrie. <laughs> Did you know that the voices for Cosmo and Wanda are the same for Timmy's parents? Yes. I did not. I didn't know I did not know that and I was like, oh my god, that makes so much the, sense when I listen to their I voices. Did not the right guy now, who now does I have to... Cosmo and Timmy's dad does like 
so many different voices in Butch Hartman shows. Like I, I love looking up so, voice actor careers because I just have one of those ears where I'm just like, I know that voice. You ever seen, like, Ned's Declassified? Isn't no, it? Okay. Isn't Multiple he the janitor? He's the janitor. Because he janitor. plays him in the live-action movie. Yes, he does. Oh, he does okay. play um, Timmy's dad in the live-action live movie. movie. Yeah. I've, I saw a couple of those movies. They were very stupid, but also the nostalgia. So... <laughs> All right. Well, Taylor, um, whether or not you're you're in your closet this week, um, <laughs> are you ever in your closet anymore? <laughs> My closet's like a hundred degrees. Okay. <laughs> well, it's time for you to come out of your fucking closet. So. You can follow the podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. You can follow me, Taylor, at Taylor from Cabin Six on Instagram and Historical Femme spelled F-E-M-M-E on Twitter. Catch me on episodes of the restricted section. Hello from Elsewhere, and True Stories of a Tryhard. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, mainly Instagram and Tumblr. But on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm not salty about. No, not at all. Uh, I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use, at GreenPixieDraws. Uh, I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast called Fandom's Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, and whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. Our music was written by Nora Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian Emmerich. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your pod. She's the host of Siblings and Fandoms, where Nora and her sister Maddie talk about fandoms they're part of, ones they're not, and everything in between. She is also the host of Modern Musical Origin, which is an informative show delving into the history of different instruments and styles of music. You can find both of those pods on all the major podcasting apps. We are proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network which features the Restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, Content and Capable, where we follow Sam as he tries to figure out what it truly means to adult, My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of the Avatar The Last Airbender series, The Cabbage Cart Guy, Phantom's Gone Wrong, a fandom-filled show co-hosted by our own Charlie, and The Movie Night Crew. Join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. Let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when 
Are we recording? What do the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.